Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one yes after a weekend off the matchmaking crowns return following a memorable monumental fight night card that we will go back and watch again and again and again that is ufc vegas 85 perhaps at least according to former ufc light heavyweight champion jamal hill the low-key leader in the clubhouse for the fight card of the year in the world of mixed martial arts. But thank you for joining us. I am Mike Hackett. Joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, and my best friend, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. AK, what's the haps, my friend? What's up, my best friend? Uh, I mean, Jamal Hill's not crazy if we're just talking about UFC cards. This was... This is really not... Like, some people were complaining about that take. He might not be wrong. I mean, it's certainly in the top three. Top four? Top four. There's only been At, three, right? There's only been three. Wait, it was, was 297 the first one of the year? There wasn't no, a was fight the second night? one. The second one. Okay. First so. one was the Johnny Walker, oh, Magomed yeah. Goliath card, yes. which and, was and this also is the first not one. good. So it's top three. He's not wrong. Uh, and he was very happy. I believe his his teammates or friends, uh, Jamal Pokes, Charles Johnson, I think he was he was there for them. And, and they won. So And he was there live. Also, you know, anything you watch live is better and he was there rubbing shoulders with nick diaz and mackenzie dern so you know maybe maybe for jamal it was a it was a better show he needs to unwind anyway he's um if anyone follows his social media or some of the social media drama that he's been involved in lately he's he gets a little he gets a little frustrated with uh with people uh i was gonna say like coming at him but just even replying to him in any way gets him fired up so this man uh you know I think we know he's a, he's a bit of a jerk, but also he just needs to get back in the cage and fight. That's really what's best for him. But uh, yes, UFC Vegas 85. It was a card, Mike. It was a card. I didn't, I didn't think it was a bad card. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine, uh, typical fight night fair. And if you skim the top half of it, you're like, oh, this was a pretty good card. That's what we can say about a lot of um, UFC cards in general. It's like if you took like the the best half of it. You're pretty, you're pretty satisfied. You just kind of have to, again, for people like us who watch every card uh, from top to bottom, you know, we, we can't help but dwell on the, the, uh, some of the more dreary moments. This, to me, was comparable to a good PFL card. Like, this, sure. that's how I felt. Like, a good, like, not great. Not, again, not one. There's not a lot of PFL events you would go back and rewatch anyways, but this was like a solid pfl card yeah that's that's how i felt the main event was tough it was weird 
So that's what made it somewhat interesting. But we had some good performances. It's just a, it was kind of a slog, unfortunately. This this probably wasn't as good as LFA's uh, Sao Paulo card last weekend. Uh, I uh, a Hitman chronicled that. You guys, you, of course, you should be following Kaposa on Twitter. Um, some ridiculous highlights and knockouts from that card, that submissions. And again, I'm not saying that makes it a great card, but it went down a little bit easier uh, when you have some exciting finishes like that. And frankly, again, considering some of the, you know, the, the, the entry level talents we have in the UFC now, it's not like if you watch an LFA show, you're like, oh, well, these guys aren't as good as in the UFC. Really, a lot of the guys in that card probably could be fighting on the UFC right now. They just haven't got the opportunity. So uh, yeah, check out those highlights in Miss Fist. Or again, if you have, uh, I believe it's on Fight Pass. If you have UFC Fight Pass, go back, uh, check out some of the fights from, I think it was LFA 175. But uh, anyway, their most recent show in Brazil. Some, some really exciting stuff. So if we're hard in the UFC, guys, it's because there's other, a lot of other promotions out there that have exposure and they're probably putting on as good cards, if not better. Yeah. And let's, let the truth be out there. We're hard on everybody. Yes. PFL is back card. You tell you. If Bellator is back card, you tell you. If wait WWE champ- Raw was a slog, we'll tell you. <laughs> Mike, like, the- we just tell you. When that champs card comes up, I, oh. that, card, that card better be good. That card better like <laughs> like blow our expectations away. Because on paper, it looks like cool, like cool in concept. But I don't think we're the only ones who saw that lineup and we're like, oh man, this could be a this could be a struggle to get through but again we're trying to be positive here but we yes you're we right are. Mark. We, we we are we are straight up and fair to everyone you know we don't we don't play favorites here i want pfl to be good so yes. badly i really do i really want them to be good but we'll see what happens we'll see. let's get through this ak uh the main event of ufc vegas 85 in the middleweight division we had nasardine imovov looking for his first win since September of 2022, taking on Roman Delize, who was looking for his first win since 2022, because he only fought once last year. It was a sort of controversial decision loss to Marvin Vittori at UFC 286. And in the end, at least in my eyes, at least in the official eyes of MMAfighting.com, tremendous website, Nasruddin Imovov won every single round of this fight. There was obviously the point deduction in round four. So I scored a 49-44. That is the website's official stance on it. C- cards are all over the place. Even Ron McCarthy said it was a 47-47, which if you really truly break it down, I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. I don't think it's a very good card, but it's certainly not the worst one we've ever seen. We had Imovov with the illegal kick. We had Imovov and Chris Curtis, a former opponent and also teammate of Roman Delize, just kind of getting after it. During the fight, after the fight, post-fight stuff all over the place. This was a very middleweight, <laughs> let's be clear. But Nasruddin Imovov gets a, a much-needed victory. I think he needed this pretty badly. And now it's apparently onwards and upwards. So what do we do with one Nasruddin Imovov following this victory? I liked the Sean Strickland call-up, but it's a little too soon to run it back. I was trying to remember, like, I had to look up and like, when did they fight the first time? And I'm like, oh, it was really not long ago. That was, oh, a, a year ago. So I don't think I we need to run that one back soon. It's, it's a good call-out. Again, it's a good call-out if he got it. Um, just realistically, they're in different levels of stardom and kind of esteem in the company right now. So he's not getting that. That can always happen down the road. Chris Curtis, another good possibility. Him and that whole camp beeping, I love. I know I saw people 
some people on social media saying like, oh, this is like juvenile. Chris Curtis shouldn't be doing that and hitting him with the, with the, with the middle finger crank. Um, but I love it. It's fighting. It's fighting. And especially in a small environment like that, that's the most excitement you're going to get out of the UFC Apex is, is, is that small, intimate setting. That's the one benefit we get is these guys are right in each other's faces. So I like the idea of him beefing with the Chris Curtis, Sean Strickland friendship thing. Uh, but I went boring. I just kind of want to see him above, move up in a more realistic way. So I think he has to wait a bit, Mike. I'm giving him the Marvin Vittori, Brendan Allen winner uh, on April 6th. Whoever wins that, I think will, in my view, be a top seven, top six, top seven middleweight. And that's a nice number for, for Imovov to chase. Not not top five yet. I don't think he, should ch- he can get a top five opponent yet. Top six or top seven, set him up for a top five opponent later in the year. That's where I think we're going. So not not super exciting, but um, I just think that's the logical thing for him and his, his team to do. I think there's only two ways this goes. My initial thought, even heading into this fight, was this is for, at least in the UFC's eyes, this is for the Joe Pfeiffer sweepstakes because Joe Pfeiffer's about to fight Jack Romanson. Now, there is a very real world where on Saturday, when these two guys fight, Jack Hermanson goes in there and does Jack Hermanson-y type things because he's done that to a lot of up-and-comers and shut people down and taken hype trains. And he's still a very solid fighter, even though he's one of the Mount Rushmore's for middleweighty middleweights. Having said that, I don't think the UFC is going to go in this direction because I do think if Joe Pfeiffer goes in there and just steamrolls Jack Hermanson, I don't think Nasruddin Imovov is like the guy that they're looking at right now, I think they're going to try to shoot this dude to the moon and do it very, very quickly. So, Nasruddin Imovov went to the post-fight press conference and says he has no interest in fighting Chris Curtis. I didn't even know about the Sean Strickland call-out, but in the end, this main event was so not great and so like not memorable that Nasruddin Imovov is going to go right back to the UFC Apex to headline an event later on this year where he will, in fact, fight Chris Curtis for a second time. There's no way the UFC is not going to make this fight now after this whole thing. Like, they have the promo package, like, ready to go. They don't even have to do anything. Chris Curtis with the fishing rod middle finger. I haven't seen that in, like, two decades. (laughs) So they're absolutely going to do this fight, whether Nasruddin Imovov wants it or not. This win didn't really raise his stock too much, didn't plummet it too much. But of all the fights Nasruddin Imovov could have that people would be like, oh, I'll watch this. This is going to be kind of fun in terms of the build and promotional material. It's this one, and there's no other one. Now, Mike, I think you're right. But I think I'm also going to invoke the Jed rule of the UFC is always one injury away from doing the right thing. So I think actually they're going to book Imovov against someone else, whether it's my pick or some other fighter. And then somehow that fight will fall through and Chris Curtis will jump in on short notice. I, I, I'm, I have a weird feeling that's what will happen because you're right. Ikram Alaskarov. Sure. They should just logically book the Chris Curtis fight. But again, we, I feel like we use this word logically and deserves and things like that with UFC matchmaking a lot. And sometimes they nail it. Sometimes they nail it. But very often, we're left wondering, yes, why didn't they just go down this? I'm still waiting for Jorge Masvidal and Leon Edwards. So, again, and that wasn't necessarily their fault that fight didn't happen. But that's just an example of, like, a fight I thought for sure we're going to get and we'll probably never get now. There's, but this isn't logical booking. Like, Nasruddin Imovov should not be fighting Chris Curtis you in a meritocratic so? world. No contest. First fight. Right, but Imovov's going to be, like, a <laughs> top 10 middleweight, and Chris yeah. Curtis is not. Mm-hmm. So, like, this win puts him, like, 
he should be fighting somebody in the top 10. So this is like not logical matchmaking. This is like business matchmaking. This is like, well, let's just do it because these two guys don't like each other. I hope they do it. Again, I'd love to see him run it back. Not, not that I, I think Yumovov would have won the first fight anyway if it had gone on, but we don't know. We don't know. And now now we have that that history from, the again, that un, somewhat ans- unsatisfying inclusion, plus what happened on Saturday night. It's 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 a, be a very fun fight to make. And again, Imavov, I don't think needs to be in any crazy hurry to climb up the charts. He's well, he's one of those guys who's in his prime, right? Yeah, late twenties. Yeah, he, he. I just hope he fights Chris Curtis again at some point, even if it's not next. Yeah, let's go to the co-main event. Hinata Moicano, Moicano making money, defeats Drew Dober. <laughs> Grueling fight, kind of very scrappy. Dober showing. The Doberness, Moicano just battles through. It looked like he was really slowing down at the start of round three, but fight hits the mat, and he just gets after it and gets a win and cuts the 15-minute post-fight promo with Daniel Cormier after, revealing that he's an older brother to a new baby that his 62-year-old dad just had. He's going to be a future police officer and SWAT team member, calling out YouTubers, all sorts of weirdness, and then even filmed his ride uh, on his YouTube channel to the hospital before calling out one Benil Dariush. As I said on the post-fight show, I'm not going that direction. AK, you probably you may even be surprised by this. Uh, you probably surprised by this last night. I, I think it's Patty Pimblett. I think you got to do Patty here. This is a win-win for the UFC. They're going back to the UK, one would assume, in the summertime. You put this fight on that card. The build is probably going to be kind of rotten to like from a moral perspective, but for like what the UFC is trying to accomplish here, this is going to be just a fiery buildup. And if Patty wins, they get to boost him up higher. And if Moicano wins, they get to boost him up higher. And like Patty just kind of drops back a little bit, doesn't hurt him too badly. I think this is perfect for both guys. And. That's what I'm going with. I, I mean, if they do Darius, cool. I don't hate it, but Moicano versus Patty is just kind of what we need to see right now. That's what I think. Yeah, I I, I went boring. I, I did like the Darius pick, so that's that's officially my uh, no selection for Money Moicano. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. I, I think if Moicano wants to prove that he is an actual contender, it's time to go up there. But the real money fight is Patty. So I, I I'd rather talk about that, even though I'm picking Benil. Uh I think I said, you know, when I made the majestic Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson pick, like, this doesn't make him a top 15 fighter, obviously. But it is a, a guy who still has kind of a top 15, top 10 name. Like, you're, it's still, you know, Tony Ferguson's name still resonates. So maybe now it is time to give him a top 15 person. I think in our rankings, Moicano is like 14 after this win. I don't know if he's going to move. But either way, he's holding on to a top 15 spot in, you know, the deepest division in all of MMA. So, um it's a very legitimate test. It's a winnable fight for Patty too. I'm sure Moicano would be favored. I would hope so anyway. But uh, you know, Patty's a strong grappler. He could he could hang in that department with Moicano. Moicano has the edge for sure, but Patty can hang there. I think Patty would have a bit of a size advantage too. So it's in, it's interesting. It's an interesting fight. Neither guy's really great on the feet, um, but you could have some fun exchanges there. I do like it a lot. I think it's likely. I'm a little disappointed that Moicano didn't mention it. Um, the Darius, like I said, Darius callout made sense, but he could have sprinkled some Patty in there just to get people like, you know, raise some eyebrows. Yeah. He's also got, apparently got Ian Gary on his, on his mind as I, well. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't yeah, get that. If you want to go on Twitter and see what he posted. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. 
Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Randy Brown, AK. Mm -hmm. Guy just quietly putting together a pretty impressive resume, and he went out there and did what he needed to do to one Muslim Salikoff, knocks him out in the first round, just some slick-ass stuff from... Mr. Rude Boy, and he had a call out in mind, and it continued on uh, into the post-fight press conference. In fact, he even said on his way to the post-fight press conference or his post-fight scrum, uh, he had a conversation with a certain individual who is in the welterweight division and said that they both sort of agreed to it, and if this person is a man of his word, they're going to go ahead and fight later on this year. So did you see this? And if you didn't, who did you go with? Maybe you still get this one correct. Okay, well, Rude Boy is kind of a funny guy because if you look at his record, 12 and 5 in the UFC, great record. Um, he's had some win streaks in there. He's got some n- good, nice finishes. His fights are generally quite entertaining. I don't consider him. He's, he's got decisions on his record, but usually when you watch a Randy Brown fight, you remember it. The Wellington Terman fight was whatever. Uh, but I was trying to remember why has he never quite broken through? And then you look at who he's lost to. He's lost to Bilal. He's lost to Nico Price. That's kind of a freakish one. I don't hold that against him. But as far as like facing top competition, Bilal Muhammad lost, Vicente Luque lost, and Jack Della Maddalena, who's now a top 15 guy, lost to him. He just cannot get that signature win. He has some good wins, but cannot beat a top 15 guy, which is why he himself is not in the rankings there. So I am not focused on getting him there just yet. I picked an opponent who, I swear in my mind, it's either I thought they'd fought uh, and apparently haven't, and I guess it's just been mentioned on onto the next one like 500 times. So this has to happen eventually. Him and Li Jingliang, I just feel like will be a great matchup again. Two guys. Li has been ranked. I think Randy maybe has been in the UFC ranking. 
great fight. Someone's getting knocked out, probably, or you're getting an exciting three-round decision, and they're just around the same spot in the rankings. And it just feels like it should happen. So after that, then we look at a top 15, top 10 opponent for Randy again. But uh, give, let's give him the leash for now. I love that idea. Mm. We're not queuing up the band here. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to give Randy Brown what he wants. He wants Michael Chiesa, and I think that's perfect. <laughs> I did hear about that. I think that's absolutely perfect. So <laughs> go ahead and do that. He wants UFC 300. I'm sorry, this fight's not happening at UFC 300. But you could do. You could put it on a pay-per-view. You could put it on a pay-per-view prelim. This could be on a on-the-road fight night event. This could be like the co-main event of a decent Apex card. Yeah, let's give Randy Brown his chance. If he beats Michael Chiesa, gets to break it to the rankings, and maybe we see what he can do. Who knows? But I like the matchmaking here, but the leech is pretty fun too. No real wrong way with either of these two picks. I don't think anyone who called for a 300 fight this week is getting it. What was it? It was Randy Brown, what, Charles Johnson? I think it was Molly. Did Molly's? No. I don't think so. I don't think she really called for anything. Uh, I don't think anyone's getting it. I hope this isn't a thing in like the next few weeks, like pointing pointing to the UC 300 sign, as it were. (laughs) Because I, again, the fight already has 12. There's like 12, I think, announced fights for 300 already. So it's pretty hard to get on there. I can't imagine, again, other than why to add a main event and maybe one more fight. So I think fighters need to drop this, like, oh, put me on. Unless you're a ranked person or, like, a legitimate name. I'm all for having confidence and believing in yourself. But, again, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. If Charles Johnson gets on that card, great, good for him. I just don't see what matchup he would have that they would say, yeah, we got to put Charles Johnson versus X on UFC 300 prelims. Like His so call was perfect. Josh Van, I love that call. It's not happening at 300, though. I don't think they're going to put on 300. No. Yeah. I, mean, may, I mean, well, no. They, they I don't think so. Not at 300. So, yeah. I so love I the don't... Th- UFC 300 sign, though. That is brilliant, AK. Stop doing it. Stop pointing to the 300 <laughs> sign. Because ne- <laughs> next week, people are going to do it, too. Again, I, I, next week, because that time frame still works, right? February 10th to April, whatever. It still works. So next week, two ni- I, I think it'll stop at the pay-per-view, but I don't know. There could be some people who get like 30-second or one-minute like fast finish on the pay-per-view and then just do a big like, yeah, you have to be 300, I'm ready. So uh, brace yourselves, people. I'm just saying brace yourselves for some possibly unreasonable UFC 300 um, call-outs. There's potentially three spots left because, again, there's 11 fights official. Uh-huh. Main event will be 12. We don't know what that is yet. So potentially uh-huh. there's three more spots. Uh-huh. You got to imagine if Joe Pfeiffer runs over Hermanson and calls for 300. Dane is going to give it to him, okay. no matter what. So that's possible, but yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to see more people go ahead yeah. and do this. I'll Great tell you show. who I wouldn't mind seeing at UFC 300 AK. Natalia Silva. <sighs> I, I would not mind seeing her on this card at all. Just another Natty Ice performance. Like The, the moniker fits, goes out there. Viviani Arujo is no joke. She is no pushover. She's very, very tough. She's been in some spots where she was a win away from fighting for, for, a, for a title. And Addy Ice just kicked her in the face a whole bunch and just beat her up a little bit. Lots of movement. Aruja kept trying to get the fight to the ground, but Natty Ice showed great defense. I am super, super excited to see where the birthday girl goes after this. And I got to tell you, my first thought coming out of this fight was, and, and I still probably believe this, but this is not going to be my official pick. Something happens with Amanda Hebas. Natty Ice needs to fight Rose Namajunas. That is 1,000% I would... Had that Namajunas-Hebas fight not been booked, 1 million percent this would be the matchup I would be suggesting right now. It's not going to happen. I do think Hebas will show up. Big opportunity against a former champion, one of the biggest stars in, in 
the women's divisions for the UFC. So unfortunately, we're not going to go that route. I almost still went with Rose, win or lose, because I think this is a good spot for her. If Rose wins, I think this is a very likely outcome. I think this could definitely happen. But if she loses, it could be Rose on the sidelines for a hot minute. We may not see her for a while. So I'm giving Natty Ice another step up in competition in terms of rankings, even though she is not officially ranked any longer due to inactivity on the UFC flyweight rankings. Let's give her a former title challenger. Natty Ice versus Lauren Murphy. It's a good fight. Oh. Good test against a gamer who can grapple a little bit. We're looking for somebody physical that can maybe move her around a little bit, test her in the strength and athleticism department. I know Lauren isn't like the greatest athlete in the history of the sport, but she is strong as hell. And I know Murphy was booked against Karina Silva, I think, for UFC 299. She just wasn't ready to go. She's opening some businesses, trying to get some things up and running in Houston. But she is going to come back. She said she's going to be back soon. And I think this is the direction they go. But I guess the true answer is whichever ranked fighter is ready to go as soon as Natty Ice is, that's the answer. But if I have to choose right now, I think Lauren Murphy's the way to go. Yeah, I think that's how I ended up getting where I got to was like, yeah, just find find a ranked opponent and let's get uh let's get a Tassova in there with her. Lauren Murphy's a great choice. I think that's one problem of Viviani Arojo had is she doesn't quite have that strength of like a Lauren Murphy. Her te- her technique might be better, but uh strength and grit takes you a long way. Not to say that um Viviani Arojo doesn't have that, but that's pretty much Lauren Murphy's calling card. So it would be it would be interesting to see Lauren uh, trucking through some uh, some Natalia Silva kicks and counters and just trying to just 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 make it ugly as hell. So uh, good matchup for sure. Mm, I went with uh, Macy Barber, Kaylin Chukagian, loser. They're fighting a UFC 299. I think this was what New York Rick suggested on uh, on the post fight show. I think he said either this or the loser of the upcoming uh, Manon Fierro fight uh, would be a good test. And I agree that it's kind of what you said. Any of these names make sense. We need to see some upward movement for Natalia Silva. Hopefully it's not some throwaway matchup. As much as we enjoy seeing her perform and do her thing, I hopefully it's not like some you know uh, someone outside the top fifteen. We need to just keep feeding her ranked names because they they really have something with her, uh, both from an in cage standpoint and, and personality wise. Uh, the the birthday stuff was great. She was just bouncing around the ring, uh, bouncing around the cage as to say, and it was really fun to watch. Yeah, I like I like the deal with her and Rose too though. I think Natalia wins that one not easily but pretty comfortably. And I just, I don't like Rose at 125. That's just an aside. I don't like Rose at 125. I, 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 we should always encourage fighters to like, you know, cut less weight. But man, she's a 115er. Just in my mind, Rose is a 115er. And I think she has a perfect frame for it. And I don't know. I don't like her up at this, uh, this heavier weight class. But we'll see. We'll see how she looks against Seabus. Yeah, we will. The main card, well, might as well, for, for newer listeners of the program, I know there's a, a few new listeners every single week. I know we had a matchup between Ali Askov Hizriev versus Mahmoud Miradov. Just to go through the rules, if a fight doesn't have a winner, we ain't matchmaking for it. So we're not even going to mention a possible rematch or anything after the 11-second poke in the eye. Uh, that's the only mention of their names you will see on here on this program. In fact, even if you have a matchmaking suggestion for either of these gentlemen, I ain't reading them. I ain't reading them. Wow. Double okay. penalties. I new will, year, new me, AK. New year, new me. Again, <laughs> yeah. really, people should be calling for a run back anyway. Just run it back. Yeah. Just run it back. If you're, yeah, it's true. If you're calling for anything else, why? We, we don't <laughs> need to be too creative here. Mike, let me say something here, first of all. Uh, sure. uh, again, not to take us off the... You know, we had a recent ranking show talking about how middleweight is apparently, I was told, one of the top three it divisions. Is. Still is. In MMA. Ridiculous. 
top six, fine. Uh, and again, we have very small sample size so far. So I'm going to go back. This is just UFC middleweight fight so far. We opened with, we had Bruno Ferreira and Phil Haas. Great, awesome performance by Ferreira. Super exciting guy. Love him. And then uh, we had DDP and Sean Strickland, which was a good fight. I will great say that. Fight. Good. I'll say it's good. It's good. It was very good. I, I'm not going great. It's very good. I And again, I was there live, so I guess I enjoyed it more. So I had to like, when I rewatched it, I'm like, okay, it was good. Maybe I was caught up in it all. But it was a good fight. Uh, Chris Curtis, Mark Andre Bagel was fine. It wasn't as bad as people said it was, I don't think. And then today we, and then on Saturday we had a again somewhat forgettable Nasrudin Imovov win, and then an Ipo. So I will just say it is not representing like a, I don't think it's representing like a top three division right now. And next week we have four middleweight fights on the main card, uh, a couple of which have the potential to be horrible. But I'm just putting a pin in this for now, Mike. I'm putting a pin in this for now. I, I, I will be vindicated, I feel like, by the end of the year. In I don't not, think so. Not pumping the middleweight tires, as it were, people. Remember, keep an eye on this spot, all right? I'm just saying, when, when Hadolfo Vieta and Armin Petrosian <laughs> are in the 12th minute of what is very likely to be one of the most god-awful fights of the year, if no, if, just remember these words. That's all I'm saying. Just remember words. I mean, look, we, we, we could do this with, with every division. Of course. Of course. We could do this every single I'm division. I'm cherry-picking the data. I'm cherry-picking You sure are. You sure are, AK. Let's move on to Chuck Buffalo, AK. Charles Radke kicks off the main card with a just a nice finish against... I don't even remember who he fought. I Gilbert Urbina. Gilbert Urbina. Ultimate God. fighter 29. I told you I'm trying to forget this card. Okay. Uh, this was the fight. And Radke landed a big shot, got the knockout. The left hook was nasty. Thing is super quick. Laura Sanko just, by the way, A plus to the broadcast team last night. Laura Sanko absolutely smashed it. Even made DC, like her and DC were great. John Gooden should be doing more of these cards as well. Just a tremendous job by the commentary team. So I just want to put that out there. But yeah, Chuck Buffalo looks real good. He's got two wins now. One was not memorable. This one was pretty good. Two somewhat memorable post-fight interviews for different ways, but then he kind of says, Leon Edwards, I'm coming for you. Colby takes a shot at Colby Covington. This is not doing the thing. He did the thing, I guess, in other ways, but this is not like the doing the thing thing. Where does Chuck Buffalo go from here? I have an idea. There's not a lot to love in terms of like where to match make for him. I don't think there's a lot, like, a lot of wrong ways you can go. You can kind of chuck a dart, but what are we thinking here? I went with kind of like a pretty big jump up in competition, at least as far as experience goes. But I was trying to follow some sort of narrative here. So I'm going, listen, he wants a uh, British welterweight. Uh, the lowest ranking one I could find right now, uh, Hot Sauce, Danny Roberts. Not not in a great stretch of his career right now. Seven and seven overall in the UFC. Has lost three straight fights. Probably still a little too much for Charles Radke to handle at this stage of his career. But again, just to follow up, and, and I don't think Roberts and Edwards are teammates, so it's not like there's like a real connection there. But hey, he wants he wants a welterweight. Uh, he wants one from England, so I'm going with Danny Roberts, and and, and I think it'd just be a fun matchup. Uh, and if Radke beats him, man, that'd be pretty impressive. Again, big big gap in experience, I think, and and in uh, the comp- level of competition they face. But let's give him let's give him something vaguely resembling what he wants. I was on the exact same page as you. And as you were running this down, I was like, we, I cannot believe of all the fights we're going to cue the band for. It's the Chucky <laughs> Buffalo fight. That's not Danny Roberts. Isn't the lowest ranked English welterweight on the roster right now. 
that would go to the former lightweight that is now a welterweight who's coming off maybe the quickest and simplest submission win in UFC welterweight oh. history at UFC 297. Uh, Charles Racky versus Sam Patterson is what oh. I'm going with. That's the one. Let's go ahead and do that. Look, I, I, I think I think the UFC might have something with Charles Ratke, whether you like him or not. I think there's something there that is going to gravitate towards Dana White and the powers that be, and at least for his career, a positive direction. But yeah, let's do that. Like, there's no rush. He's not fighting Colby Covington. Like, cut the shit. Like, stop it. And you can tell Bilal Muhammad is in his corner because the call up makes absolutely no sense. This is I mean, this is classic Bilal right there. So, yeah, good good win. Other stuff was kind of funny, but yeah, you ain't getting any of that stuff. So go fight Sam Patterson. You go, you do that, Sam Patterson. I'll be really impressed. Um, I was I was impressed with this performance as well. But let's look at the resume right now. Let, like let's look at look at it the way we need to look at it. A lackluster decision against Blood Diamond. And then a knockout win over Gilbert Urbina. You basically have victories over two of the 10 lowest ranked welterweights in the world right now. Correct. Which you can only fight the guys that are presented to you. But to go from Gilbert Urbina to Colby Covington is just not going to happen. So Sam Patterson it is. In the UK. No. Uh, See, that's the one that I say. Don't do. I'm worried about. I, 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 I think we need to keep. Chuck Buffalo in the apex for a while and getting him some okay. seasoning. He did not handle his excursion to uh, Blood Diamond territory very well, if we remember. I'm glad he apologized, whether he was strong-armed into it or not. Or I don't care. I'm glad at least. The apology is out there, and I think that's important. And I'm not saying that vindicates uh, Radke for that uh, his first post-fight victory speech, but I'm glad there's an apology, and, and hopefully this guy can sort of figure things out um, with his his public speaking and, and addressing the media and fans, things like that. So I don't know if sending him into enemy territory is a, is a good idea, Mike. I just think he's a little too volatile right now. Let's keep him in the apex where it's, where it's safe for now. But you're right. But it makes a lot of sense if they need to find bodies for that card, Radke and, uh, and Sam Patterson. It's, it's likely. It's likely. I'm just, I'm just scared. Fair. Well, let's go to the wild card round, AK. Let's match bake for one fighter that we have not done so for yet on here on this program a couple of different options here who did you end up landing on in terms of your wild card selection i mean talk about some unlikely call outs we had temba garimbo <laughs> uh again bless him he's got the rub from the rock i get it his name is like his his fame right now is disproportionate to where he actually stands in the welterweight rankings and he he wants to capitalize on that. And I'm sure he's getting advice from people all the time. You know, aim big, just get your name out there. And, uh, you know, call call for big names. If you don't get them, it doesn't matter. It's just to be mentioned alongside those names. You know, people do a Google search now for Temba and I don't know Leon Edwards, whoever, or Shavkat. You know, then uh, I guess it'll pop up or on Twitter. I guess that's how the game works now. But I, he's not. I would really hope not getting anywhere near those fights. So I tried to just find a welterweight that's in his range. I don't know why I ended up with this. Maybe I'm just upset of how this uh, this fighter and his peers performed at UFC 297. Give me give me Temba and Mike Malott. Ooh. Give me Temba and Mike Malott. I, I just want to see Mike Malott fight again soon. I think Karimbo is probably ready to get back in there. I mean, his fight lasted 32 seconds. I'm sure he's doing fine. Really, this is almost just a, a, a dartboard throw because there's a lot of fighters with, you know, 2-1, and 3-1, whatever, 2-0 and oh in the UFC that you can match Grimbo up with, but 
let's have a weird sort of uh, a fight that has uh, it'll generate a weird kind of buzz. I don't know if like a good kind of buzz, but a weird buzz. So Mike Malott, get back in there, try and take the hype from from the Rocks boy. I like that pick. I thought about that as my wild card pick. I ended up not going in that direction, but I, I really like that one. That makes a lot of sense. And look, if he goes out there and beats Mike Malott, like then you can push him a little bit more. I'm just worried about Garimbo because, like, again, it, it, and if I'm going to say this about Charles Rackey, I have to say it about Temba as well. Look at Temba's wins, man. Pete Rodriguez, who is not going to be long for this UFC world. Takashi Sato, who is not very good at this fighting thing. Like, these are these are fine wins, but, like, he got tapped by AJ Fletcher, who yeah. I don't even think is on the roster anymore. As a year ago, too. As a year ago. Like, it's not like this was, like, a long time ago. This was... Literally within the last 12 months, he lost to AJ Fletcher. So, like, I end up not matchmaking for him. Mm. Like, I think Mike Malott's the only one that sort of makes sense. Unless you throw him in there with... I don't even know. Like, who else do you put him in there with? Like, Reese McKee? Who is still kind of a tough matchup? I I don't know. Gabe I don't Green. know what you do with them. I don't know. Miguel Baeza. Uh, Ooh, that's that's know. a tough one too. There's a few. These are these are uh, Angelusa. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, go for it. Look, I actually think while it's so absolutely insanely ridiculous what he is saying because of what The Rock literally just did in the same company because they're all under the same umbrella. The Rock just strong-armed his way into the main event of WrestleMania 40, according to multiple reports, that he's just like, I'm here to save WrestleMania. I'm fighting for the belts against Roman Reigns. Cody A finishing the story. I'm going to finish my story at 50 freaking two years old. You best believe The Rock is talking to Nick Khan and talking to the powers that be probably has had a conversation with Dana White about this exact thing. And if anybody can pull this off, it's probably The Rock. So I think from the Temba side, this is absolutely brilliant. It's not going to go well for him, but it's brilliant. It's just, it's sad that I have to say this into a microphone that this is brilliant because The Rock is involved. Mike, do you remember like two years ago when you were interviewing this young man, Temba Grimbo, and Telling his humble, <clears throat> telling his humble story to an unsuspecting world who had, knew nothing about Temba Grimbo. If I had told you two years later he'd become like one of the most talked about welterweights, and he's buddies with The Rock, you you would have been like you would have thought I was on drugs because I cause you were one of the first guys I think to share this guy's story. Yeah, and I would and I thought it was great. I remember reading it's it a great story. I'm like, cool, great story. Um, had no thought that he would be again rubbing shoulders with a a list Hollywood stars. And again, getting heavy play on uh, UFC socials and everything like that. So what a world we live in. Eh? I what a world. I, I wouldn't <laughs> have guessed that no. only because I think like maybe during that interview, I would have been like, yeah, I could see the UFC doing something with this young man. But he was going like the interview was to set up a fight for UAE Warriors. And it was basically right before the UFC it was like one of the Abu Dhabi pay-per-views that the UFC was doing. So like the UFC was in town in Abu Dhabi where this card was taking place and he fought Henderson Ferreira who's a wily veteran has been doing this for a while and he lost and I was like well I guess that kind of goes away and but he came back and gets a decision for Fury FC and then takes a fight on super short notice and gets the call and now look at what he's done so I mean I think we all saw the potential because of the story alone now you throw the rock in there and 
he has handled everything masterfully from I only had just the post fight interview after the Takashi Sato fight. That fight was not good. It's not a good watch. It's actually a pretty tough watch. But the post fight stuff was tremendous. It was a great, great post fight speech talking about the struggles he has, you know, financially, sleeping on the couch at his gym, $7 to the name. And then like the post fight scrum, like everything he has done since winning the Takashi Sato fight has been tremendous. Like he has just hit a grand slam. And that's really all I can say about it. I just, I mean, if he somehow fights for the belt in 2024, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. But with the rock involved, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So it is, maybe- it, is out, it is out of the realm of possibility. It's not going to happen. Stop it, Mike. <sighs> Stop God. it. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's the rock though, man. It's the rock. That dude carries a lot of weight in multiple ways, but enough about Temba Grimbo. Great night for him. <sighs> It's also a great night for my wild card selection, Meatball Molly McCann. Oh, there who, she is. One of the worst pieces of matchmaking in UFC history. <laughs> why are like why was this fight booked? I mean, I get it from a perspective of like, yeah, let's get her a win. But there was you even said it yourself. They kept hype like not only was this a rematch, they were hyping it up as this rematch the world needed to see. No, we didn't see it because we watched them fight for the first time and Molly destroyed her. This fight was not, it's like a 30 25 for Molly McCann. It was not competitive even for a moment. And then Molly goes out there and just kind of trucks her and does the thing. And luckily, from reports that I've seen, Deanna Belbita didn't have a broken arm or anything like that. Everything sort of came up negative on that end. So that's great. But Molly. The the performance was exactly what she needed. The mic work was exactly what she needed. I thought she had an A-plus night, regardless of the absolutely horrific and terrible matchmaking. So, let's see what she can do. Let's give her... Let's not go crazy, but let's give her somebody with a recognizable name. Somebody who has fought for a UFC title before. It was probably one of the worst ass-whoopings taken in a title fight in women's MMA history. But she's still doing out there doing the damn thing. Molly McCann versus Jessica Penne. Let's do that. Let's do that. Nice little step up. Now, before we get to the... I saw a lot of suggestions. Maybe, maybe do like Molly McC- or Not Molly McCann. Uh, Michelle Watterson. Like the Angela Hills of the world. And you could certainly get there. But I don't want that yet. Let's see if she could beat a Jessica Penne. If she could beat a Jessica Penne, then we can go from there. So, yeah, let's do that. That's what I landed on. I think it's it's a smart move. I think this is a very winnable fight for Molly McCann right now, especially where Jessica Penny's at in her career, the age, time off, all that stuff. Yeah, I think this is the fight to make. Yeah, M- Molly is a compelling mid-card fighter. And I mean that fully as a compliment. 100%. You, you Every time she's on any card, we're going to be talking about it. Fans are talking, again, love her, love her or hate her. Fans are going to be talking about her. Uh, the matchmaking here was a bit strange, but um, there's so much value in having that role with the company. Frankly, guys, that's what Jim Miller is. Uh, as much as I think Jim Miller's a Hall of Famer, and yes, he's like main evented, you know, I think fight nights and um, has been co-main with big cards. He is essentially a high, maybe upper mid carder at his best, but essentially a high level mid carder, and that's great. And Jim Miller is one of the most beloved fighters in UFC history. I'm not saying Molly it, Molly has a long way to go to reach that level. But I'm saying there's nothing wrong if she never becomes this, again, this 
main event superstar. That's okay. That's not and and I think you're you're right, Mike. We don't need to rush her into you know a bigger high profile matchups with a Michelle Watterson or an Angela Hill. Um, one, I don't like her chances in those matchups, and two, it's just too soon. What what is the hurry? I think Molly has a lot of fights left in her. She has a lot of great years left in her career. Um, so yeah, let's do let's let's slow the roll. Let's let's keep the 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 roll slow as they did with this Bobita fight. Maybe a little too slow. And um, yes, another recognizable name, a veteran in Penne, but someone who's a little bit closer, I think, to where where Molly is skill wise uh, right now. Um, yeah, but yeah, fun to watch. Congrats to her. And I think we see her sooner rather than later. But I, I mean, the next fight has to be in has to be in the on home home territory. I think for sure. Great, great, no just a great night. Great night. No Love Apex, this new please. attitude. Love everything about what I saw. Tremendous stuff from Molly McCann. And we'll see where she goes from here. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do we have any check the tapes? Has anybody come in and bragged about anything, uh, AK? Again, so I didn't have a chance to review my DM, so there might be people calling for points. I will let you know. But I did want to read this comment from Yona Friedman, uh, who said, uh, they said, I don't, I know this is not how this works. We're on to the next one. But can you guys give your take on uh, the possibility of Kevin Lee and Tony Ferguson too, Mike? I don't know if you mentioned this on, if this came up on an episode of Heck of a Morning or anything, but with Kevin Lee saying, you know, he wants to come out of retirement. Uh, his six month retirement, whatever it was. What do you think of UFC running that one back? Pretty, pretty hyped fight at the time. If you'll remember, that was a really, really hyped fight at the time. Tony Ferguson won. Kevin Lee was doing okay in the fight. It wasn't like he got dominated. Uh, do you think that's a, that's the one to, uh, to welcome Kevin Lee back? No, no, no interest. No. If Kevin Lee's going to be in the UFC, he needs to be in the role that he was in for his last fight and the last couple of fights he had. He needs to fight. The D-Rods, the Hinat Fakhrtinovs, he needs to fight the young, hungry world beaters who can build a name if they beat him. That's, that's just who he is now, unfortunately. I think, for me, Kevin Lee's future is not in the UFC. It's just not. He's, there are very few guys in either division that he could possibly compete in right now that I think he could comfortably beat. And there are very few guys in either of those divisions that I actually want to see him fight or would actually be interested in seeing him fight. I was super hyped for the Fakratina fight. And then 30 seconds, like literally five seconds after that fight started, I'm like, well, this is not going to go very well. To me, if I'm game bred bare knuckle 
I am calling Kevin Lee on the phone. I am offering him a whole bunch of money. And he is, I'm going to at least attempt to build him as the face of our organization right now, because he could be a great face of an organization like that. It is MMA there. Are, yeah. It's not BKFC. It's not just bare knuckle boxing. There is, it's, you could wrestle, you can submit, you can do all that stuff. It's just a regular MMA fight without gloves. Kevin Lee is the personality to be a star. Be, Game bread has no stars right now. They have names, but they don't have like a face right now. Like Randy Costa could be that face, but Kevin Lee has a better chance of being that face. Like that's, that's where Kevin Lee should be fighting. And I think if Kevin Lee and his team went to the UFC and said, Hey, my future's outside of the company. I don't think the UFC is going to fight him. I think it'd be like, okay, you're right. Bye. Go ahead and do whatever you need to do. So if he's in the UFC, he ain't fighting Tony Ferguson. I can tell you that right now. And you set it up for the Patty thing, AK. If Tony's going to fight, unfortunately, unless it's going to be like, Tony signing a piece of paper saying that my next fight will be my last fight. And he goes and fights like a Joe Lozon or something. That's the role. Tony Ferguson is in, is in as well. He's going to have to fight these just absolute killers at 155 that are about to break into the top 15 potentially. So yeah, that's not the fight. If they do it fine, but does anybody like it's just, I think it's just going to be sad to watch. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see it. I'm Kevin Lee it. seems to think like he's ready to go on a title run right now. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I like the suggestion. But like I, I think, like you said, it's not even a guarantee that Kevin Lee goes back to the UFC, right? Like you said, there, there are options that might be better for him out there. But if he comes back, I wouldn't mind seeing that Lee Ferguson fight one more time. Wouldn't mind go to PFL, dude. Like, go to PFL. <laughs> PFL, should do a, PFL should do the 165 division. Like, they should do it. And then Kevin Lee can be like the face of their new division that the UFC does not have the gusto to do. At least that's what Don, what Don Davis will say. Hey, Bellator has a big announcement coming Monday, so maybe. Oh, you know, yes, yes, the timing, yes. Mike, the timing, I don't know. You know. I forgot that big announcement was coming. What do you think it's going to be? Is it, something we, is it something we already, I, I'm worried, is it something we already know like that's been reported but not been announced? Should I, be, should I not be getting my expectations up or something? I think they're going to announce TV deal. That's what I think. Oh, okay, okay. That's good. That's solid. What it's going to be, I have no idea, but I think that's <laughs> what they're going to announce. That's worth a pre, a pre, like a week ahead graphic. I'm okay with that. Like, uh, that won't disappoint me. If, and like, they will they also announce yeah. the Corey Anderson Carl Moore fight. Officially. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Not officially. That's right. That's true. That's true. Yes. Okay. Anything right. else? Or are we ready no, to we can disclaim? Move on. Yeah, we can disclaim. Guys, thank you for all your picks. Uh, Again, please avoid certain mistakes, wrong weight class, people who have fought already. If they have, just you know, let us know that you know it's a rematch or a trilogy battle, what have you. Uh, notable injuries, notable releases. Uh, fighters could already be booked. This is the one. This is the most like unforgivable one, guys, because it's very easy to check. You can check MMAfighting.com. You can check Topology, SureDoc. Check Google. Google. Does this person have a fight coming up? Uh, and then people who are also well-known teammates and close friends. Try not to match those up. That's happened a few times. And, and uh, those fights can happen, but there's some people are pretty have pretty expressly said, I will not fight this person. They are my blood brother and what have you. So, and of course, your picks might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. Now, Mike warned me before the show, we may have to wade through some doo-doo here. So I'm a, little, I'm a little scared. Like I said, I have not had the chance to screen some of my DMs. So there might be doo-doo, but... Uh, Mike, I'm very curious to see what you had to put up with. It's not the most egregious doo-doo I've ever okay. seen, but it is oh, doo-doo okay. nonetheless. Sure. So we'll get into this. Uh, we'll start with Chris London. 
Unfortunately, he is the doo-doo man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imovov versus the Whitaker Costa loser. Moicano versus Dariush. Randy Brown versus Michael Morales. Salikov versus Gabriel Bonfim. Araujo versus Tracy Cortez. Molly McCann versus Denise Gomes. Come on, man. Come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Slow burn. Slow burn. Don't throw in there with Denise Gomes. <laughs> Racky versus Patterson, good pick. Rimbo versus Jake Matthews. Charles Johnson versus Tyson Nam. But now we enter the world of doo doo. Get your shovels out. Natty Silva versus Chukagian. And that's all that it says. Hashtag doo doo because she is yes. fighting Macy Barber UFC yeah. 299. So, Again, my, my, come on, man. Loser of that fight. It, it, it could have just gone the way I did. Pick the loser of that fight. And or or the winner of that fight, you could, you had options. Either one would would make a lot of sense, I think. But luckily, yikes! Luckily, the rest of the folks, we're we're gonna learn something here. Okay, Harry Dawaskin, Pogues versus Arlovsky, Medeiros versus Sadikov, Lee who versus Jack Shore. Wow, already we're gonna just do we're just gonna throw this man right into the fire. I don't hate it, but I'm surprised to see it so quickly. Charles Johnson versus Tyra, so we could take another O, but they probably do the van fight. Wow, a lot of confidence here. Yeah, Charles Johnson looked great. And I was, I'll be honest with you, I raised my eyebrow a little bit when they were like, the pre-fight thing was like, he's, he's known for slowing down prospects. And I was like, is that a bit? Is that a bit overstated? And again, now, now that he can tout that all he wants, he just ha- he just handed a, a seventeen and zero guy his first loss. But it's it's not like he's a prospect killer. I think that was a little bit overstated. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't. I wonder if all these are all these Charles Johnson picks now. Like, oh, we want to throw him up against an undefeated fighter or a, a streaking fighter. Uh, but yeah, he looked great. He looked great, and and certainly is a guy that uh, he's dangerous. I'll, I'll acknowledge that he, he's a bit dangerous in there. Temba versus Alex Morono. Randy Brown versus Steven Thompson. What do you think about these two welterweight selections? Again, that's one I feel like has come up and I'm surprised it hasn't happened. I just Wonderboy is so picky, and I just think he's he uh, would would he's not picking up the phone for that fight. Yeah, he's a little dinged up too. So he likes Silva. Silva versus Barber Chook winner. That's how you do it, sure. right there. Yeah, easy. He also has a note for us. Okay, I'm embarrassed at my accusations of doo doo. Only to match Marcus McGee with himself. Not sure how I can <laughs> regain credibility. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. What a sport. That's Left- bizarre. Yes. Left lane MMA. Imovov versus Vittori. After he loses to Brendan Allen, do it in Paris. Nice little... Oh, okay. We're carving paths, and I appreciate mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Delize versus Kopilov for the title of the best Roman after Roman... Copyloft beats Fluffy Hernandez. What do you oh, think? Hashtag Roman, Roman versus Roman, AK? Roman on Roman. I like that. Hashtag Roman on Roman. Yes. Quality. Quality. Uh, Jung versus Jordan. Van versus Johnson. McCann versus Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Win or lose against Lucindo in England. And do that fight in England. Temba versus Matthew Semmelsberger. I actually like this idea. That's good. That's I really like good. this idea. Radke versus... <laughs> AK, you're going to love this one. Radke versus Jake Matthews in Australia because we know how much Charles loves it there. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> uh, Natty Ice versus Chuke after she loses to Barber. Randy Brown versus Joaquin Buckley. Don't mind that one. 
Yes, Randy Brown versus. Okay, yes, yes. Joaquin Buckley was there. Joaquin Buckley was in whose corner? He was in Charles Johnson's corner. Or Charles Johnson, right? Charles Johnson or could crazy? be. I know he was there. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm crazy. sure. Yeah, he's yeah. probably in whoever Jamal Hill was like there to watch. Right, Buckley is probably a part of that. And he likes Drew Dober versus Thick Matouche, which I assume is Rebetsky, which I don't don't mind that one. And he what says, "Pretty thick- sure there's no doo doo," and you would be correct. What did he call? Uh, thick Matouche. Thick Matouche. Um, is, that a, <laughs> is that a compliment? Yeah, he's like bigger, more jacked Matouche of the lightweights compared oh, to Gamron. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. I like. I think about that for a second too, and I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing there. And we end with four corner sports: Nasruddin Imovov versus Vittori if he loses to Brendan Allen. Roman Delizze versus Kyle Baraglio after he defeats Paul Craig. And Atta Moikana versus Dan Hooker for UFC 301. Drew Dober versus Jared Gordon. Molly McCann versus Angela Hill. Chuck Buffalo versus Euros Medic. Don't hate that. That might be a little too soon for young Chuck Buffalo, but if they do it, fine. And then Randy Brown versus Michael Chiesa. So that's all I got. Okay. Not surprised because this yeah. was a card. Yeah, I only got a handful as well, but I got some newcomers. Let's show some newcomers first. Artur, Artur, listening to MMA, uh, listening to Otno for a while now. I want to make some picks. I don't, wanna, I don't know where to send them, so let me know if there's a different place to submit them. Uh, Artur, you found the right place. He wants the Imavov Chris Curtis rematch. Uh, Delize versus Aliskarov, Moicano, Dariush, Dober versus Diego Fejera. They didn't fight before, right? We've I don't think so. Them. We've wanted them to fight, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, and they were booked at one point. They were booked at one point. Okay. Uh, sorry, was it Arthur? Uh, Randy Brown, Nicholas Dalby, winner gets a tough opponent, and Natalia Silva versus Barbara Caitlin Chukagian, loser. Oh, and Temba, Temba versus Leon Edwards, laughing emoji. Okay. <laughs> Arthur, well done. Very professional, no picking. Uh, and over on Instagram, I got Harry Newhouse, another huge fan of on the next one, sending in picks for the first time. Oh, top to bottom. Deep breath. Jamal Pogues, Kyle Machado, Markel Medeiros, Alex Munoz, Luana Carolina versus JJ Aldrich, uh, Young jo- Jung Young Lee, excuse me, Gian Silva, Charles Johnson, Josh Van, Molly McCann, Pollyanna Viana. Interesting. Radke I don't versus- mind that one. I like oh, that pick. We didn't think about this. Radke versus Grimbo. Two guys who. I thought the- about that, but there's the no way gets- the UFC's going to do that. The winner gets Leon. Oh, now that now we're talking, AK. <laughs> now we're talking. Put a little, yeah. put a little sizzle on the steak. Number one contender. Arojo Cortez, Natalia Silva, uh, Blanchfield, Fiero loser. So again, that's the other one we thought uh, is just possible. Yeah, uh, I definitely wouldn't get the winner of that fight. But loser, even loser, I think Chukagi and Barber is more likely. But I get it. I get the thing here. Randy Brown, Neil Magny, Drew Dober. Drew Dober, Patty Pimblett, I would love to see. I just think that's just going in. Unfortunately, they're going in opposite directions right now. I can Moik- certainly still see them making that fight, though. Dober's still going to be ranked on yeah. Tuesday. Patty has the ground game to like neutralize him, right? To avoid getting his head knocked off, I think. But, oh, that's a scary fight. But it's all scary fights for Patty now. I think, again, you can't... Uh, you can't uh, uh, child-proof his matchmaking anymore. Um, Hanato Moicano, Dan Hooker, Delice, Alaskarov, and Imavov, and Jared Cannonier. What's up with Jared Cannonier? He has nothing going on? He was dinged up. Now he He's called for Hamza. He wants a title shot or Hamza out of 300. I mean, another... This is, <laughs> him and Cannonier would be another great Apex, Apex main event. I'll tell you uh, what, man. Spoiler alert. If Joe Pfeiffer uh-huh. wins, I'm doing Joe Pfeiffer versus Jared Cannonier. Oh, okay. All right. All right. 
Toby Kinsella. All right, Toby, let's see if we got anything new here. I'm going back to Twitter here. Uh, Delize Muniz. Imovov, Pie for Joker winner, sure. Uh, some of these things we've said, and some of this. Radke and Tim Means. Whoa, okay, that's... I'm I not... thought about Temba versus Tim Means for like a second, and then I was like, no, we can't do this. Doesn't Tim Means annihilate either of these guys? Am I underestimating them? Are these guys more talented and like have a bigger upside than I think? I don't know. Like Tim looked real. Like t- who did Tim fight in his life? Andre Fialio? Uh-huh. And Tim just ravaged that dude. Yeah, Tim is still really good and has so much more. He probably has more experience than both those guys combined. Uh, Temba and uh, Charlie Radke combined. So I don't. I don't think that's a good idea for Charlie Red. Not now, but if they win their next fight, then maybe we can start talking about that. But Tim Means is still like a top 25 guy, or top 30 at worst. Seems a little quick for either guy. Oh, I've got some straight up doo-doo here. This is oh. from beer underscore cheese 6900 says they've uh, they've submitted in another under another account before. So I don't know what happened to that account. But uh, the lead flagged say for, flagged for doo-doo. Oh, big time. Well, yeah, maybe this is, we might get their account, just account shut down again. I meant to report this. Delize Herman, versus Hermanson, win, loser, draw next week. Oh, come uh, on. Am come I, on. Did Delize not just beat Hermanson? Am I crazy, Mike? Did, am I? We're d- did we not just see this? It was like the end of 2022, was end it not? End of 2022, yeah. Nasty win, too. The, the STF, you almost had like the, the John Cena STF mixed in with the ground and pound. Like... <laughs> Uh, oh, that was uh, oh no, uh, we don't need to run that one back. And I have a feeling uh, beer cheese does not know that does not remember that. Uh, other than that, it's all stuff we've seen. Come on, beer cheese, you bear that. Chase Kala, Chase Kala, Delice Ikram, Moicano, Dariusha, Randy Brown, Carlston Edwards. Boy, that's a tough step back for Randy Brown. And Carlston Edwards is good, is good, and is on, in a good run of form right now. But that's a that's a bit of a step back for Randy. I think that'd be a who's Carlston Edwards? Car- Carlson Harris? Carlston. Is there a Carlson Edwards? Isn't there a Carlson Edwards? No. No? I don't think so. Unless I'm totally <laughs> missing something. Was this a road? Like, did he fight on road to UFC or something? I. This sounds like a real person. It's Carlson Harris. I'm thinking about Carlson Harris. I, I was thinking about Carlson Harris when he said that. But is this not a real person? I don't think so. I don't, there, I'm sure somewhere on planet Earth there's a Carlson <laughs> Edwards. <laughs> not in the UFC. <laughs> Maybe it's a super okay. prospect I am not aware yeah, of. Uh, I just did Carlson Edwards topology, and there is not a Carlson Edwards currently fighting anywhere. <laughs> like, so, who is this guy? I think he meant Carlson Harris. And again, uh, so anyway, my statement stands. Seems like a bit of a step back, but um, I'm not calling that doo doo because I was just no, confused. No. I was just confused. Ratke and Basil Havez. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, uh, Gerard Biagin. Imavov versus Whitaker, Costa loser, fine. Delize versus Vahalio, win or lose against Paul Craig. Uh, yeah, that might make sense for Kayo, maybe. Sure. Drew Dober, Elvis Brenner, love it. Randy Brown, Fakratinov, Jung Young Lee, Chepe Mariscal. We're just going for fun here. You like can't that. give Fakratinov Randy Brown. You can't. After his last fight, nah. Did you He's gotta um, get a win first? Did you read out Tino Alvarez? No. Oh, okay. Because he he also started with Pogues Orlovsky, so all right, sure. Uh Luana Carolina, Veronica Hardy. I'm just skipping some of these. I'm just, I'm just skimming. Temba and Johnny Parsons. I actually thought about that one as well. Just just rankings wise where they where they are. But I mean name name value again. Temba's Same manager, got some... I believe. So oh, easy okay. to book. Yeah, maybe maybe they do that. 
Randy Brown versus Calvin Gastelum, UFC 300. Uh, I thought about the matchup. I don't know if 300 is the way to go. No, you don't do it at 300, but I don't. It's, it's not bad. That's actually pretty, it's pretty good. I like that. CV likes Moicano and Jalen Turner. I do too. We we, we kind of fun. we kind of yeah we kind of glossed over this one on the post fight show when we were naming um, opponents who are ahead of Moicano in the rankings. Uh, but I love that. I love that. I think that's a great fight. And he's with me on Temba and Li Jingliang. Left lane, left lane. Uh, I read Imavov left lane versus, already. Oh, you read left lane. Okay, good. Okay, thank you. And uh, Beans Extreme memes. Jung Young Lee, Melkizel Costa. Grimbo versus Nico Price. Where did he go? Yeah, that actually kind of makes sense in a weird way. Again, big experience gap, but Nico's that kind of guy that just throwing with Nico fought. Anyone. It's not like Nico's been out for three years. He fought in July and got knocked oh. out by Robbie Lawler. Oh, uh, oh, yes, of course. How could I forget the best moment of, of 2023? Uh, Charles Johnson, Nate Manus, Molly McCann, Vanessa Demopoulos. Don't hate That's it. Kind of fun. That's I think New York fun. Rick suggested that. Somebody did. It's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. Uh, another uh, Moicon versus Patty. Man needs his money fight. And Imavov uh, versus Costa after he loses. So just calling out, call out that Costa shot. And uh, I'm very interested in that Costa Whitaker fight. That's going to have some, that's going to cause some ripples. Yep. And we'll close out with email. Uh, Tristan Gordet, our pal, also likes uh, Molly McCann and Demo. Was with you on Radke and Sam Patterson and also likes Trudeau or Elvis Brenner. I'm a fan. Casey Carpenter, great post show from you, Rick and Mike. Mike is the. Mike is the second bald man on YouTube to talk about Ralph Wiggum and Cody Rhodes. Uh, shout outs to <laughs> what a weird statistic. I have Who's feeling the other not... one. That's what I uh, want to know. Shout outs to Simon Miller from what culture wrestling. So there you go. You're in good company. Uh, hopefully Jed was able to find a shelter to sleep at this weekend. What's that about? I missed this joke. What happened oh, to Jed? Yeah. We, show? we introduced super chats on BTL and we, uh, we, I, I suggested a roast Jed Mishu <laughs> segment on the program and it, became jed being potentially homeless and this has become a running gag since thursday so yeah uh, a few we've seen here molly and the, on the next england card against emily ducote sure yes i'm fine with it uh natty like cortez another facretina for brown uh suggestion yeah I, i'm agree with you mike though i don't love it money versus patty action man versus imabov two and uh jay donaghy close us out i do moicano matt frivola oh that's fire Ooh. that is fire that's good and uh, nothing we haven't seen oh my god <laughs> pogues arlovsky wild card pick 15 minutes of 500 pounds you know you put that in the poster like the uh like the alistair overeem uh brock lesnar poster and I'm all for it, Jay Donning. I can't believe people are suggesting Jamal Pogues and Arlovsky. And I can't believe that it's probably going to happen. So, so many people suggested that. I, it's, the, it's the fight to make. And let me tell you something, people. Pound that over. I mean, if you have any inclination to gamble, I always tell people not to gamble, Mike. If you have any inclination to gamble, whatever, take a good chunk of money and take the over one and a half. It'll probably be like minus 800 still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> there's no way. There's That's so many guys like this in heavyweight right now. It's unbelievable. Yes, Mo Eastman is there. Orlovsky's the king. Waldo Cortez Acosta. I mean, there's so many. Peterson was a good one to jump on, though, because it was Tremendous. making his debut. And his whole career, I think, is like first round finishes before the UFC. But I'm like, oh, that's – I was like, oh, he's fighting Jamal Pogues. That's not translating to his octagon debut. I'm like, he's not putting – I don't think he's putting Jamal Pogues away in the first round. And then after that, it's just cruising to a decision. <laughs> 
Well, that was UFC Vegas 85. You can submit your matchmaking suggestions via social media, Twitter, hashtag the Otno, whatever you want to do. We'll be back next week. UFC Vegas 86. Yes. Back at the world's most famous Apex Super Bowl weekend, which is also taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada. A lot going on. Main event, back at the third best division in the sport right now. Middleweight, Jack Hermanson versus Joe Pfeiffer. Co-main event, Danny Ige versus Andre Feely. Featured bout, the duelist, Ihor Poteria versus Robert Brixek. Making, is this his debut? I believe so. It's got to be. Okay. Brad Tavares versus Gregory Rodriguez. That's three out of four in the middleweight division there. Michael Johnson versus Darius Flowers. And of course, another middleweight fight opening up the main card. Hidalfa Vieira versus Armin Petrosian. This is going to be middleweighty, heavyweighty. I mean, just all the weighties. Can I give a doo-doo pick to the actual UFC matchmakers? <laughs> this is a tip. If, if, Armin Petrosian is not knocking him out in the first round. That's not happening. And I don't and he's I I don't think Vieta is going to be able to take him down early on. So this is going to drag. Like this is going to be and I know there's Armin Petrosian fans out there. I find his fights nearly unwatchable. Um and I think this might be the most unwatchablest of them all, Mike. This is this could be real bad. This could be stinker of the year. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's an arm Trojan head kick, flying head kick, or Adolfo Vieta, Imanari roll into a heel hook, whatever. Guys, I hope I'm wrong. But on paper, this looks real bad. It's very bad. Uh, in a potentially middleweighty welterweight fight, Trevin Giles oh. versus Carlos Praches. What a card. Balaji Oki versus Demir Hadzovic. Loma Lukbudmi is back against yes. Bruna Brazil. That's a good fight. That's a really good fight. In a, I mean, certainly potential for middleweighty light heavyweightness, Devin Clark versus Marcin Praccinio. These are secret middleweight fights. <laughs> Trevin Giles, Carlos Pratis, and Devin Clark, Marcin Praccinio. These are actually middleweight fights. What are we doing? Uh, Jeremiah Wells versus Max Griffin. That's going to be fun. Zach Pauga versus Bogdan Guskov. I, I honestly, of all the fights on this card, I think I'm more intrigued by this one. I have no idea what's going to happen there because Bogdan Guskov is an absolute madman, but he's also not very good at fighting. And Zach Pauga, like, could be a powerhouse, but also could just push him up against the fence for 15 minutes. I have no idea what's going to happen there. We have Haider Emil versus Fernie Garcia. And Daniel Marcos versus Harichi Lang. That is UFC Vegas 86, AK. This is worse on paper than this week's card, I feel. It's pretty tough. Is that, is that a crazy thing to say? Um, it's very comparable. I, I, think, I think the top, uh, the top four fights uh, this Saturday were pretty strong. I think we're pretty compelling. Um, this main event, I'm more interested in this main event than I was in Ibovar versus Leeds. Yes. Okay. I'll go with you on that. Yes. Ige Feely is pretty comparable to Dober Moicano. Yep. No problem there. The duelist. I don't know how to feel about this one. You know, the duelist taking this fight on super short notice. Brad Tavares, Greg Rodriguez. Could be okay. Yeah. Michael Johnson, Darius Flowers is probably not going to the cards. Yeah. I don't know what to feel. Neither are very good. Look at those overs next week. We could have, you could have, there could be a lot of money to be made on overs next week. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think this will be a finish fest. Uh, I'm so excited. Over, over one and a half. Just get me to February 11th so badly. 
Uh, the good news is this automatically gets a quarter point bump because it is a 4 p.m. Eastern start time, much like Vegas 85. So thank God for that. And then I cannot wait to get to UFC 298. And then we're going to be off and running, okay? at least for a couple of weeks. Then it's Mexico City and then back to the world's most famous Apex. And then it's UFC 299. And it's going to be a, a, a pretty crazy stretch. February is kind of like the... At least for the next week or so, it's going to be like a little bit of downtime, right? And then things are going to ramp up like super fast for all of us in the entire sport with, you know, Francis getting ready to box Anthony Joshua and O'Malley versus Vera and Poirier, the brilliant man he is against Benoit Santini and everything else that's going to be happening. So buckle up. Let's just uh, get through Vegas 86 and then I think we're going to be in a, in a really good place. But thank you for listening. Thank you for all your matchmaking suggestions and join us next week as we talk matchmaking following UFC Vegas 86. Always remember the golden rule, everybody. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. My best friend and I will be back next week to have more fun right here and on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.